Kennedy's door, trying to get inside. Kennedy scores! And will cater in. Shots! He hits the crossbar! Kennedy looking center shot. You're listening to Impact Sports Radio, and this is Behind the Mask. We're back, boys. Back here at Behind the Mask Season 7, Episode 1. Ryan Collins here with you alongside John Supan and new fresh face, Kyle Hattie. How are we doing today, boys? I'm doing great, man. Back for another season of a uh, little podcast talk here. Can't wait to get into it, and it's good to have a, a third man here with us this year. Yeah, shout out Kyle Hattie. What's up, Kyle? What's up? How are you? Good. I'm fe- I feel great. How do you feel? You got a Lions hat on. Can't be feeling too great. I, as they're not as bad. They're not bad. They're not. They're not bad, but it's well, it's pretty bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not great. I mean, whatever. But we're here to talk hockey. Yeah, right? college hockey. Right. College hockey, but uh, weird start to college hockey season. I think I when I just joined the beat last year, I kind of realized this that no one starts at the same date, and like. Mm-hmm. People just play in just like weird, odd teams and all around the country. Like Spartans played in Marquette, Michigan against Northern Michigan. And then two weeks they go play the College of Colorado. It's a little weird. Yeah. And then their first exhibition game of the season was on a Monday night yeah. against Western Ontario yeah. because nobody else wanted to play him. Yeah. So it's wild. It is. Yeah. But it's interesting at the same time. I, I haven't seen Mr. Supan since I think last year. Yeah. It's, I been, mean, it's been a long summer, man. Yeah. He's you. been busy. I miss you, man. What have you been up to? Not a whole lot, dude. Just working. Um, Where do you work, by the way? I work at the great establishment of Meyer. Oh, really? So, yes, yeah, I, I do. You Part-time, used... not Part-time. full-time. Okay. You used to work at Jimmy John's, right? Yep, sadly. Yep, so, we're, we're moved on from that now. <laughs> a really big step in my life. Do you get a little coupons, though? Uh, I get a little discount. Nothing oh, that's huge. not bad. Nothing that's huge. not bad. That's not bad, though. I mean... <laughs> Whatever. Is it as good as free sandwiches, though? <laughs> yeah, I know. Dude, oh, no. do you don't get, even get me started. Do you I get, like, to. the free chicken? Where? Like, the, yeah, the, like the Meyer, like chicken wings no, but for I lunch? S- I see people get it, and I just I head straight to the break room and go eat something else. That's tough. <laughs> but uh, like we said, third member, Kyle Hattie. Kyle, you got, you got to give a little introduction to your hockey knowledge and what you love so much about Who are you a of fan of, buddy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are Who, you a fan of? Yeah, who's your favorite player, bro? Oh, Alex Ovechkin. Alex Ovi. Okay. Ovi. Okay. Now this is a basic answer. I mean, hopefully he's not a basic man. He's I not basic. Kyle, no. <laughs> I'm just giving you. Kyle. Kyle's at media day asked a great question. Dan told. I mean, you like Ovi though. Ovi's your. I was a big Russian uh, spy type of guy. Why I, do you like Ovechkin? Because when I uh, he's actually the reason I got into hockey. Like okay. I, I just I saw highlights of him on YouTube, and that made me decide I want to play hockey. Because this was back in '09 when he was just like the most electric player in the world. Yeah. Back when they had those filthy unis, oh, the and, white and blues, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they're nice. And he still tucked like the jersey in the back of his pants. It was. Yep. Like, was that the year that he had that weird like one where he's falling down and he just like throws mm-hmm. a stick behind his back? Yeah, and, it was against the Coyotes. Yeah, that was '07. '07. Yeah, those jerseys were fire. See, this is why he's on because he's got he's the stat guy. I don't remember what year things were like that. I just remember them happening. So. Oh, and Kyle's definitely smarter than both of us. About yes, the game of hockey, that's so. okay. I, I've got that pretty soon in the Michigan State media days when he was just like picking up little things. I was like, oh, I, I, I didn't see that. But, Trios are better than duos. Yes, boys. true, true. Got more to banter about. But uh, this weekend, Michigan State started the season. It's Northern Michigan up in Marquette. Yeah, how about that? I, I don't. I don't want to be wrong about this, but I feel like they never go play at Northern Michigan. This feels like something they don't do very often. Yeah, I could but be is, completely... isn't it like football or in 
where you just, you know, switch off every Yeah, but I feel like they would do a home and home. I know Northern Michigan is super far away, and I guess they yeah. flew out there, but I don't know. On the PJ, and I yeah, saw yeah. private jet. Yeah, Thank no you very much. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think last year was home at Mun. Was like, it? Yeah, to open the season. They split that one, too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, well, cool. long story short, Spartans split in Marquette, Michigan. First of all, before we get into the game, I want to talk about their Northern Michigan's uniforms. Absolutely fire. They're so the sick. green and the yellow? Have you seen them? I did see a little They're bit of nice. them. They're nice. They're not They're bad. They're very nice. Very, very nice. I don't nice. know if I like that color scheme a whole lot. Green and yellow? Yeah. They look like Vermont's, like, Basketball jerseys, but they're clean. I mean, some, some original like though, like that, definitely stands out. Which yeah. I mean, it's cool. And if they win, yeah, it helps. Guess, yeah, definitely. <laughs> right? Speaking of Western Ontario's uniforms, amazing. Really, I wasn't there for that. Purple and gray. I mean, yeah, silver. Purple Purple's a very nobody under... on the team wore a full shield. They that were is... all half shielding it because they what can. You... Oh, that's because they're from Canada. <laughs> that's pretty cool though. It was pretty neat. They it cost him a high stick to the face one time, but it did. Really? It's all right. That's interesting. I'm sure he can handle it. Risk reward. Purple's a very underutilized color in sports, but we move on. Night one, Michigan State pulls out a pretty sloppy win into Barry's Barry's event center five to three. Northern Michigan outshot MSU thirty one to twenty one. John left them with twenty eight saves. Each team had eighteen penalty minutes, which is eh, yuck. MSU going two for five on the power play. Tommy Apep had two even strength goals. Cole Trieger and Dennis Asana both scoring on the power play. And Brody Stevens put the nail in the coffin with an empty net goal to make it 5-3 to three and give the Spartans a win on Friday. Saturday, unfortunately, the Spartans lost 2 to nothing and did not look very good. Only got 15 shots on that. Spartans' top two lines only had two shots on that. Drew DeRitter, 24 saves, and let up maybe one of the worst goals he'll probably ever let up in his Michigan State career. Yeah, I it heard did, about he, that. Yeah, it wasn't good. Oh, boy. It was like a, he literally floated it in. From like over the blue line, and I I don't know maybe you got like it's like when you play uh, baseball and you get the lights in your eyes. Something must have happened, but he completely lost it. And it was not his not eyes good. were on the honey in the third row or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was not good. But uh, split for Michigan State. It's a pretty solid Northern Michigan team. This is not like a cupcake. This is not when you play late state every once in a while and they're just horrible. Northern Michigan's actually a confident college hockey team. But the the takeaways I have from this weekend from the Spartan split is it, it's it's not to be as easy as it was last year just relying on that top line. You're gonna have to roll all four lines. Yeah, but they have more depth. No, no, no definitely. That's why I say you got to roll four lines. Right. And we were talking about this before we got on air. They got it to they got to rely on their young talent. I mean, you look at Nodler, Yager, and uh. Is it Mueller? Mueller, Mueller. Is that how you say it? Nicholas Mueller. No, that's what I was going to ask. Right. We, I think me and Kyle at Michigan State Media Day were trying to figure out that little... The, the two dots above the U? Yeah, what does that mean? I, I think it's instead of a uh, Mueller, it's a Mueller. Oh, okay. You know? I, I don't know. I, like think it's, I think it's German, right? Is it? I don't know. He's from Switzerland, right? Oh. Yes, I have the guide right here. Mueller. Mueller? Okay, okay. But yeah, I... I I think that's my biggest takeaway so far, though, that they're going to have to roll four lines. I, it's not going to be – you're not going to have forwards playing 20 minutes like you did last year with Hiroshi, Lewandowski, and Kodorenko. They're going to have to find production from their D-line, which I actually think is probably another thing you saw. Mm-hmm. It looks like their offense is coming from their blue line, which is something you saw a little bit last year with Osborne and Susanna. But if Rosberg and the Krieger twins – and Susanna, like he did last year, and then jump into play and be able to get pots on the net. It, it, that 
will help out and alleviate some of the pressure from losing Taro Hirose. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, now uh, just one crucial piece that they did is move Saliba to the right wing. Yes. And I asked uh, Danton Cole this last time we were down there uh, last Friday when they did play Western Ontario, and he pretty much told me that Sam Saliba moving from the center to the wing was a very hard decision to make in terms of sacrificing that that offensive, you know, capabilities in the in the circle. He yes. won so many faceoffs, crucial faceoffs. He for was them a big faceoff guy last year. But they're not going to stop using him in the faceoff yes. circle. He could still be utilized as a center per se at the beginning of the draw and then head to right wing. But Dan Cole thinks that he can score a lot more goals and be a little more productive on that right wing spot. And I don't disagree. No, I, I like that a lot. Uh, when, when when you put a guy out of the wing, it kind of takes the defensive responsibilities off his shoulders a little bit. Right, and back can, checking. Yeah, you know, he can look up the ice more. Right. Yeah, I mean, that was something he talked about too. I, I'm not. I know I'm referencing media day like a bunch of times, but he said we haven't decided yet what we're going to do with Sammy. We 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 don't want to necessarily take him off the center, but we want more production out of him on the offensive end because last year he he I know he has to deal with another two freshmen. He had dealt with two freshmen on his line last year too. When they would flip in Mattis, Matson, whatever, like they mm-hmm. they had a variety of guys playing with Saliba last but year. But I mean, in a way, he's a captain. He's supposed to be the one that does. No, no you're right. Lead that. But now those freshmen, now that he has with them, uh, Nadler and Joshua, those guys I, I saw when I won there last Friday was really good. They, and, they know how to move the puck and they know their place on that line. You know that move Nadler made on uh, against Western and that. Scrimmage was disgusting. There's no oh, yeah. That was incredible. Yeah, yeah. This, what this it, guy's what... jaw was on the ground for about 20 minutes <laughs> after that. I mean, I, I, I saw a video. I don't know who posted it, but I, he basically just like a little hezzy hay, and he tried to like move it over to the other side of the ice. But not Swift. Like, yeah. Swift moves, man. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't know if you guys have any more takeaways from this weekend, but another takeaway I got, no, it's not. I think last year we discussed this a lot with me, Burkle, and Supan. Is are there going to be a clear cut starter at goalie? I, I I think the answer all year is going to be no. I think it's whoever's no, the hot guy. I agree with you. And, and if there's anyone who could possibly take it, I think it would be Deritter because he's got a little bit more higher ceiling. But unless they bench him after that goal, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was pretty good. Other than that, he really was. Right. I mean, he had a tough backdoor goal in there, and then very fluky and uncharacteristic goal given up on that second one, but. You said take. I'm gonna interrupt. You said takeaways though. Yes. What other takeaways? I think a really good takeaway is uh, Tommy Apap on Friday. He yes. scored two goals, and I think that's, that's a C on his chest now right, too, which is also huge for his confidence. And I mean, he went through so much the last couple of years in just trying to develop his game, and now he's finally got as a junior. He's finally got his time to shine. Wearing the C gets those two goals, man. I think he's rolling. Wheels are turning for that third line. He was on fire in the scrimmage too. I, th- I think he had t- two goals in that one. I know he had at least one. No, that he, was yeah. I think yeah. he nodded one. Yeah. It was it was a great effort too. He like he shot it in, and he got his own rebound off it. Well, wasn't that game? Didn't they? They didn't play that much. That third line with Stevens and him. Remember when we were watching that? We didn't. Who are they I putting did... on that line with C- Brody Stevens and uh, Tommy Apap? Who's that third wheel? Uh, Gianluca Estevez. Yes. So Estevez is taking mm-hmm. that spot from right. uh, Brendan Sanford. As or... of now, I wouldn't be surprised if Lambden moved up to the third line. I think he. Where's Landon at now? He's in the fourth line, mm-hmm. left wing. With oh. good sir and Kamer. I like that line, though. I do, too. That I mean, line was to get pretty much together last year, yes. I think. I mean, you saw Landon go up and down, like you said, around the lineup. 
Dan Cole says he's probably like the fittest guy he's got. He's in really good shape. But I, I do I, too, man. I do like that fourth line with Kamer. They're very high on Kamer. He's a really good defensive forward for Michigan State. And he didn't really get a lot of run until the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he was in the lineup every night. Right. So I do like that. I I, I mean, first line didn't really have any production this weekend. If you really looked at it. So it, it people want to talk about how do they replace Hiroshi. Tara Hiroshi, obviously, Hobie, Bake, Hobie Baker candidate leaves for the Red Wings on their third line right now. But, uh, I mean, they still – I mean, Kodorenko and Lewandowski are just sent to pick up the slack. I just think they're in shock, man. Like, you think personally, so? Yeah, just personally, I think that, you know, they had somebody to lean on. They had somebody yes. to take the puck up the ice every time. They can get into great scoring positions last year, and it would be tic-tac-toe, boom, it's in the net. Now – you got a freshman coming in that really needs to learn his ropes too and figure out what his position is on the team. And I think that Lewandowski and Kodarink will they'll get the wheels turning soon. Probably by Big Ten play, I'd say they start really getting things clicking. What I like about that is like it was a competitive game even without the contribution of your top line. Yes, that's true. So mm-hmm. like once they get going, then that's even if it's competitive without your top line, think of what it'll be with your top line. But is it more concerning that they were kind of ghost? Like, they didn't have one shot on that, I don't think, on game two. They didn't, that's what Neil Capti, shot at Neil Capti, MSU, right. Spartan staff writer. He's awesome. Awesome. Great game recap. I was reading that earlier. But you, you got to have – it doesn't matter if you're scoring or not. They were just talking about – they got no pucks in the net on, uh, on uh, Saturday as John Supan smokes the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still getting used to it, all right, man? <laughs> First day in the studio again. Yeah, I know. I mean, you haven't been These here in touching, five man. months, Yeah, but whatever. But, uh, yeah, I, I, Kyle, do you have any takeaways from this game? No? Uh, honestly, the get your top line going and this team could be good. I'm I'm just going to sit here and think that it's just early in the season. They're still getting, like, warmed up still. Mm-hmm. Okay. Especially okay. just adjusting Dude, to Mueller over. I like Boutrous. Gufare. You've always said that. You've I always think, been a big fan. Dude, he throw him and Rosberg now. Is I he think, a redshirt senior now? Uh, no, I think he's just a senior. I don't senior, think they yeah. him. But dude, those hits that that guy and Rosberg throw are like they they're crowd changing. Some yeah. of those hits, dude. They he he doesn't Levels care, them. and he gets hit. He takes hits and block shots. Very crucial, especially on the third line D, to relieve some of that. I mean, those two, you know, Rosberg, Sazonic, and the two Kriegers, they're really out there to score. That's oh that's yeah. their goal is to get pucks in that and score. And having that third line of Tommy Miller and Gafari out there is a nice little change of pace. I like that. I do like that. I do like that. I think a lot of people are going to talk about how the Krieger twins are playing together. Like that, that it's going to be a little cool story. I bet they MSU hockey does some sort of like bash brothers like yeah, promotion some something. way. Yeah, something throughout the something season. Something to get the fans going. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Right that, before the game. I mean, I want to hate it. I mean, you get like the Dean Portman Folden Reed picture, <laughs> except it's just them. I want to hate that. I feel I like, like that. I feel like that's pretty easy. You should design it. I, I, Come on now. It's a, I, the wheels are turning in the head. Let's just go ahead and start talk drawing. to the higher ups at MSU hockey. I feel like that's just like that's that's super simple and uh. I feel like we're making money there, but uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll bring it up Friday. Yeah, bring it up Friday. But at the be the first question. I do agree with you. Game. I do like that. Boutris, Safari, and Tommy Miller on that third D pair. I, I you're right. They're more of a shutdown crew. They're not going to be as offensive. Even it though could you, be. even know. though you saw Tommy Miller at the end of the season play a lot better after having to adjust to play with a freshman after playing with basically the heart and soul of Michigan State's team two years ago, Carson Gat. Mm-hmm. So it it. it for Tommy Miller, 
to step up on that third D pair. That I think their defenses got more depth than did last year. I truly because I think the Creator Twins have both improved drastically. Yeah, and putting them together also kind of just alleviates the stress of trying to encompass everybody into the defense. Yes. You know, put making sure that those guys are together. They're the second line, or you know, lo and behold, they go down to the third line. But having those guys together now has a little bit more of, you know, solidarity in the defense. There's not a lot of movement. As of now, I don't know what he's going to do, but I th- I would I would keep this if I was him as as far as defense goes. I like that. Yeah, no, this roster, like, as it looks right now, I don't think there's any moves that I would make personally. Okay. But that's just me. Uh, uh, we talked a little bit about the Northern Michigan game. Unfortunately, it's kind of hard to watch it when it's – uh, it wasn't televised. I don't believe so. No, it was they don't not. get television up there. <laughs> The chirp and Marquette mission—that's just rude. We gotta—they can't get us, man. Yeah, they, I, they, yeah, but at the same time, I I can't really take too much away from this because I'm watching two thirty highlights and watching a game recap. So I gotta get the eyes going before <laughs> I I make any serious uh, assumptions or uh, recaps of a weekend. But one thing I wanted to do before we get this podcast going this season, I want some predictions on the record. For hmm. what we truly believe is going to be a successful or not successful have? Michigan State team, I think they. I think thirty six. I believe thirty six. Yeah, that's why. Do you want me? Yeah, that's why seventeen and a half is the thing. Okay. Not to foreshadow, but uh, first question of the season predictions: over under seventeen and a half wins for the Michigan State Spartans hockey team this season. Mm. We're sold off with Kyle Hattie. I actually did a lot of prior research to this. I went through the schedule and I have their final record at eighteen, fifteen, and three. Okay. So they're above 500. Yes, and above that 17.5 mark. That would be the first time in Dan Cole's coaching career. I like in his third roster. season. Not not his coaching career, his third year at MSU. That would be the first time he does that here in East Lansing. Mm. I think some breakouts of freshmen can lead them to like just like above that 500 threshold. Yes. Okay. I'll go next. I, I, I do think they get over 17.5. I do think they play a little bit better in Big Ten play this year. I... I think you just their defense is a lot better than it was last year, and I think their goalie play will be better than it was last year too. Mm-hmm. He, the thing about it though that people, I think, draw back on because Hiroshi is just like the elephant in the room that no one wants to talk about in MSU hockey. Because if they had him this year, they're arguably oh, a top fifteen team in the country. Oh yeah, which is Agreed. which I think you'd have to rank him there to start the season. No, no, definitely, and uh, yeah, and that I think that does hurt this program a little bit, but at the same time, they're building it the right way. So I, I do think they get 18 wins. No, I'll go with your record. 18, 13, what is it? 18, 13, 3? 18, 15, and 3. 18, 15, and 3. Mm. Okay. I'm going under, man. Going under? Yeah. Uh, not much. 17. They won't cover, but they'll get to, <laughs> they'll get to 17. I, yeah, I, you know, dude, I, I saw, I went actually with my parents to the last game of the season last year against Notre Dame. Yes. Oh my gosh, Notre Dame looks good, man. Really, I, yeah. I don't even think they lost a whole lot either. To be I, honest with you, we're gonna talk a little bit about the current college hockey rankings. We're not gonna get too deep into the Big Ten yet because Michigan State doesn't play in Big Ten right. play for a couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, I mean, they're, Ohio, they're, they're Ohio State's gonna be nasty. I mean, Notre Dame will be nasty. Penn State will be really good. Wisconsin's gonna be a lot better than they were last year. Michigan oh, yeah. might have take, takes a little step back, losing Hughes. But Michigan is always Michigan. They're going to have a lot of talent on that roster. The Big Ten, not as stacked maybe as it was last year. It's still elite, probably elite conference in college hockey. Well, yeah, and you don't get any rest. I mean, your first real 
home game of the season, two games against Cornell at the beginning of November. Then next week, the week after that, two games at Penn State, then two games versus Michigan, then two games versus Notre Dame. So it's tough. And then Ohio State. So you really don't get a lot of alleviation until Wisconsin comes to town on December 6th, I think. Yeah, wow. w- yeah. well, they uh, they swept Cornell last year. Right. A- a- that was court- very impressive. Yes. And I think people's expectations got a little bit too high after that happened, after starting the season, I think, 3-1-0, three, three, and oh, and you beat a top-10 team in the country twice on the road. So I, it'll be interesting how these early tests hinder the Spartans. But next question I want to get to, do the Spartans finish in the top four of the bid time? I say no. I'm going to say yes, they squeeze into that four spot. Okay. Why, I, why is that? I, tough. I'm, I, I know I'm, I'm not repeating myself, but I like the freshmen. Like, uh... Danton Cole put a lot of emphasis at media, at media day about how good these freshmen in, like are coming in, just like from a raw talent perspective. Mm-hmm. And especially since I think a lot of them are put in good spots in the lineup where they can contribute and they are talented individually, that if they start meshing, they could actually start winning some games. Okay. okay. I, th- I think they will. I think they'll finish at three. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think Notre Dame or Ohio State will be number one I had or Notre two. Dame. Somewhere okay. in there. I think they'll be above Michigan this year for sure. I think Penn State's someone to bid 10 this year. I think you look how talented that roster was last year. They were quick, dude. And they, like, almost finished last in the bid 10. And they're Fifth. still, like, yeah. Fifth. Yeah. No, but at, like, one point, they were in last in the bid mm-hmm. 10, like, two weeks ago in the season. And Michigan State, I think, lost four in a row. Well, but, dude, you remember there was that the last week of games. Yes. Pretty much yeah. was if those last two games against Penn State. Yes. If they would have won, they probably would have got in. Yep. Like in better, a better seat. Yeah, it's better, better seat. seating. Yeah. Next one. Who is MSU's leading scorer this year? Kyle Hattie. Patrick Kodorenko. Okay. I think you just have to. He's coming into his senior year, and he's kind of like got the all eyes on him now that Nerosi's gone in that top line. But I could see that spot. I, I could see Mueller having a Lewandowski-esque freshman year if he steps into that spot because he, he knows what role he's stepping into. Yes. I I, think, uh, I, I'm going to go with Dennis Sazano. I think you get it from the decor this year. Stole it. I like that. I I, I, I think he runs that first power play, and I think you're going to see a lot of points on that power play this year. Mm-hmm. I think that power play is a little bit – it's not better than it was last year because at some points last year it was almost unstoppable. But, and uh, 0 for 5 on Saturday. So yeah, really 0 for – yeah. Yes, stuff. definitely. But I think uh, Lewandowski. Lewandowski, I think okay. somehow that guy – he always finds his way to the back door. And he's so like he's just so small and evasive that really, if you're a defenseman and you're looking for that shot by Rosberg and trying to clear people out, you don't really even see this guy to the side of the net. Boom, rebound comes, tap in, Lewandowski goal every he, time. Very motivated player. For, I mean, last year he didn't put up the numbers he probably wanted to, but he he he's a pest. He is mm-hmm. Michigan State's little pest because mm-hmm. he, he he'll go and him and Lambden. Yeah, no, but like seriously, like Lewandowski will throw an elbow and when no one's looking. Right. He's that he's he does that and he he brings that edge to the game and when you play with a guy like Hiroshi last year, I don't think he was necessarily he he had the opportunities that Puck just didn't go in or not. Right. That's a, that's just simply how it was going for well, him dude, last year. I mean, let's talk right while we're at it. Let's talk about the physicality of the team now. Like Whew. I've just seen from that. You love Rossberg oh, this year. Well, yeah. Well, there was a second period of that exhibition game, like the first shift they went out there. Rossberg and Sazana both threw huge open ice hits yeah. just to start it, get get the wheels going for it. And I really think that if they continue to do that and really keep up that physical play, it'll help them weather the storm against teams like Ohio State 
or Penn State that are going to utilize their speed against you, you know? I do like that Michigan State's number one decor, Dennis Zizana and Jared Rosberg, played together last year for the majority of the year. I think having That's that huge. having that chemistry on the back bat line is huge. And mm-hmm. against teams in the big time, you're gonna need that type of chemistry when you're not necessarily the most talented group. So mm-hmm. I, I, I do think the fact that this team's older, I think it's the oldest team Dan Cole's had. They've had the most upperclassmen they've ever had in his three years here will help them. And mm-hmm. I will help them in bid ten play. But looking at the leading store, I just think it's gonna come from that back end. I think the back end is going to be creating plays for these forwards as they're not necessarily the most talented forwards scoring-wise, even if they're physical or throw their body around or they're good defensive forwards. I just don't see a lot of playmaking forwards other than Todorenko and Lewandowski. But he's going to utilize that depth all the way down to that fifth line. Oh, saw Stahoviak on the fifth line left wing. He you started, said that right. Yeah. He said his yeah, last line. Yeah. It took me the whole year last year to get it right. <laughs> um, but, no, he was on the second line, right, the start of last yes. year with Saliba. And now mm-hmm. he's all the way down to the fifth line. And I saw him, and he was mad on that exhibition game. He had some sort of chip on his shoulder. He's he a talented mad. kid. Yeah, and he's mad that he's down at the fifth line. I don't think he deserves to be there. But also, if I'm Dan Cole, I don't know where else to put him. Because okay. you have so many good athletes on there that just are fit together and are cohesive and work. So I, I wouldn't say to sleep on that fifth line at all. Matson's pretty good, too. He's drafted yeah. by the Flames. So. Big guy. Matson's huge. Yep. He's like a big guy. So he's 6'4", 204. Oh, yeah, wow. Big dude. Big dude. <laughs> Last question for season predictions. Who gets more wins this year, John Lethman or Drew DeRitter? Hmm. We'll start off with Supan. I'm going to go, uh, ooh, man, I'm going to go Lethman. Okay. Just because um, it's his senior year, and I think that uh, that means something a lot to him. Who knows if he's going to – Get drafted or whatnot. I don't yeah. know how competitive that is, really, but um, he's one and zero right yeah, now. Yeah, and I think that he just knows what he's there for this year. He he knows that he's not going to get the starting position all the time. He knows his place on the team, and now he's just going to go out there and be lights out when he can for sixty minutes, hopefully within every game that he plays. So I think that's my explanation for it. How about you, Hetty? I'm going to piggyback on yours with Lethman. Okay. I think he could be your game one guy, and I think this team's going to come out hot for game ones, especially. Like, Colorado College does not, will not touch the ice in a competitive manner. They played Minnesota on uh, Saturday, and next time they touch the ice will be against State. But why do you want him as your game one guy as opposed to, do you think he's a better goaltender or no? No, I think it's about even, but I think okay. when you're starting a series, you want the, like you want like the comfort of knowing that you have a veteran back there. Right. Okay. I, I would agree with that sentiment about John Lethman because he's a solid he's a bigger dude he's more of a positional goalie he's not great like out there crazy like Drew Ritter is because I mean Drew Ritter had 50 saves against Michigan and was making cross crease gl- yeah yeah, yeah literally incredible yeah that happened last year so he's got that capability I think to Ritter yeah. I I think Dan Cole, Dan Cole. You got to throw some spice into the pot. I, I like that answer. No, I but like I that feel answer. like Dan Cole, whenever he talks about the goaltending situation, he basically hints that he wants DeRitter to take it over. He just hasn't done it yet. I, right. I, I, it's I, like I, having a second kid. You don't want to say you love the guy more. You yes, know? definitely. But it's like, and in a way, you, they're both great goaltenders, and yes. he realizes that, and I think all three of us do too. So it's I mean, the Big Ten's the best. Big Ten last year had the best goaltending conference, and. All the country. I mean, oh, you look far. at Tommy Napier. Who's the guy at Notre Dame? He was fantastic. Oh, Cal, oh Cal Jones. What was his name? Mm-hmm. Cal Morris. No, no he, no, a, he was a forward. forward. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
It's all right. We'll, Whatever. We'll I mean, figure I'm, it out. It's only the first podcast. Hockey, yeah, first be supposed <laughs> to be a Big Ten uh, hockey analyst. Just, guess not. But uh, right. we're students too. Yeah, man. yeah. Give us some slack. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, you have to. You have to. <laughs> Last and something new we did this year. We went to MSU Media Days, like we said for the thousandth time on the podcast. But Kyle Hattie and I were lucky enough to conduct a couple short interviews and MSU's green and white days. And uh, first off, we're in a little 230 clips of with two players. First, we're going to start off with Spartan defenseman Dennis Cezana. Here at MSU Media Days with Dennis Cezana. First of all, I, I want to ask because I, I, I think I know hockey. I've never heard of the AJHL. <laughs> I've never heard of that. Yeah. Um, it, it's what's not, that like? It's not really known. Um, it's up in Alberta, Canada, so it's pretty, uh, pretty far out there. But, um, yeah, it's definitely not one of the known leagues. But I uh, played there two years for the Brooks Bandits. And um, that was one of the be- two of the best two years of my life. And um, now it's, it's a great league. It's underrated and had a lot of fun there. From so. a kid from Rhode Island, how'd you end up there? Um, so I went to a prep school at Kimball Union Academy, which is in Meriden, New Hampshire. Oh, okay. Um, and from there, I got scouted um, by Ryan Papawato, the head coach, and um, kind of got in touch from there. And, and sure enough, I ended up out in Brooks, so it was quite an adventure. Rhode Island kids, so are you a Bees fan, Patriots fan? Yeah, Bru- uh, Bruins, Patriots, Red Sox, Celtics. Okay. I Boston thought you sports, might be so. a psycho who likes the Yankees and no, the Patriots. No, too. Yeah. Big rivalry, so. Oh, yeah. Other than that, playing with Jared Rossford last year, did you expect to get as many minutes as you did when you came in? Um, honestly, no, not really, but um, I kind of caught on to our systems and, and had a lot of trust from our coaching staff right away. So um, no, I was fortunate enough to, to get that ice time and um, did pretty well with it, so I was happy with my performance last year. We're a radio station, so what, what are you listening to before you get going on the ice? Um, I listen to a good amount of techno, um, a little bit of rock and some some rap, so it's okay. kind of a mix of a lot of things. Do you guys have a wind song or no? Um, I don't think we have one set wind song yet, but that kind of comes throughout the year with, with what the guys Is feel. Is there a certain DJ in the room? Um, it kind of rotates throughout the days. It's mostly um, upper class when you kind of have to earn your spot there. Yeah. So Who's uh, at the worst songs? Worst songs? I'd probably have to go with Brody Stevens. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Dennis. We Thank, appreciate it. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. That was a fun interview. I mean, when we asked him about the arts, Hattie, they they all kind of lit up in their faces, and they all go Brody Stevens. Eh. They, they, what they, the arts? Yeah, they don't they don't like Brody Stevens's arts. Why? What does he play? He's a big alternative guy. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah, he says. What is this team like? They, no, no, but they said it's a little too relaxing. Oh, okay. It's one of those like very vibey. Yes. Okay. We interviewed Jared Rosper too. The audio. Got messed up, so we're not going to play it on this pod, but he said he just kind of kills the vibe every once in a while. Doesn't get the boys going in the room <laughs> like they should. But uh, our next interview, my guy, Judah Ritter, like I said, he's going to have the most wins this year. He talked about his summer and getting to play for the Red Wings development program. This What is it, development camp? Yeah, what development camp. Mm-hmm. Development camp. And he talked about how like big of an honor that was. Here at uh, MSU Media Days, right here with Drew DeRitter, sophomore goalie. How, that was a little bit more competitive than I thought it was going to be. A little uh, chirping. Did, were you, did you expect that? Um, I mean, once you get the jerseys on, it, everything changes. So, yeah. I mean, I didn't expect you. We had a couple. Uh, the Kriegers are going after the Yeah, I know. The Kriegers are something else. I've known them forever. They're. Uh, I, 
can't describe him with anything other than just crazy. Maybe maybe a little bit psychotic, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I didn't really expect that. <laughs> but looking at last year, you split a lot of time. And usually, just like the hot goalie, highlight performances against Michigan last year. When you go into this year, what are you trying to improve on during the summer? Um, improve on, I, I guess. Yeah. Uh, what you do this summer? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I. It kind of started last year. Like I've narrowed up my stance a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, puck tracking. You always got to improve improve on that. And like uh, puck playing ability, just like playing the puck behind the net, setting it up for our defense, just to make their job easier. That's that's big. And then, I mean, you can always get bigger, faster, stronger. That's that uh, that was a big thing for me this summer. Just work, yeah. get in the weight room, get uh, get stronger. So, I mean, it can only help me. You, uh, I think you played at the Red Wings development camp. Yeah. What was that like since you're a Red Wings fan? Growing up as a, it, playing in front of all those scouts, is that nerve-wracking? I mean, I, I just got goosebumps when you mentioned it. It, yeah. it was such an unreal experience. I mean, I've been a Red Wings fan forever. Grew up watching them, obviously, uh, growing up in Michigan. So I, it, it's just an indescribable feeling. But where, I mean, just like uh, just like wearing the USA crest, or I mean, the MSU crest yeah. here. Like, it's just the same kind of feeling. Growing up in the area, like, it's um, just a dream yeah, come special. true. And last question, we're a radio station, so what do you listen to before games? Um, I'm a big Chainsmokers fan. Okay. Chainsmokers, uh, other than that, I mean, anything high tempo, like, just get, get you going a little bit. Okay. Get the wheels yeah. pumping. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Hopefully we get some more of those this year, boys. Oh, I'm sure we will. Uh, uh, hopefully we get some in-studio guests, too. Yeah, I mean. That would be really cool. Shout out SID Jeff Barnes. He's like the nicest guy in the world. He's super helpful with all of us here at Impact. And we yep. appreciate us. Appreciate him giving us the time in because he was the one who like let us do that. So shout out to Jeff Barnes. Thank you, Jeff. Yep. <laughs> but uh, this week, Spartans are not really technically in action, but they are. They played N. TDP. I always mess it up. Did I mess it up? Is that correct? USNDTP. Yeah, it's yeah, national. It it's like the program. The National right. Developmental Program. Yeah. yeah, U18. They played them on Friday at Mon Ice Arena. Students get in free. $10 tickets for everyone else. Hopefully it, students know what this is. I mean, I hope that somebody has some sort of knowledge out there to know that, you know, these people are from well, the Ann Arbor area. That's where no, this is. Plymouth. Plymouth no. Yeah, Plymouth. But I think yeah, if you're a true hockey fan, there will be a lot of people here. Absolutely. Because they, they'll want to see the Nets wave of great American hockey players. And these are the Nets wave of great American hockey yeah, players. They're going to be representing our country one day. Yeah, I hope yeah. you'd like to go see that. And it's know? a good opportunity for Michigan State to possibly recruit some of these guys. I, yeah, I Very was looking true. ahead. Sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. I was looking ahead at this roster and. I found a 2020 NHL draft like board rankings. Yeah, they, uh, this roster that they're going to play on Friday has seven guys on that top 100 board, including Ooh. the number 16 defenseman. I forget his name. Sheesh. Well, I mean, yeah. You want to see him against speed? Go Friday. All right. What are the What are the predictions for that game? Uh, I, for the predictions, I, I do think Michigan State will win because they're just a bigger team, probably. And at the same time, when net like the program does stuff like this, I don't necessarily think they play their best players in all these games. Like that, I don't know if they're playing their best goalie. Cause I, I, is I, it full contact? Yeah, it's full contact. Okay. I'm just, I, I didn't know what the. <laughs> I mean, for, I mean, for I the program, any contracts or anything. But at the same time, by. the program, these are probably the only competitive, most 
competitive games they'll play like all year until they start playing in world tournaments because they play in a ushl right yeah and they're basically a ushl all-star team in the league but so, think, think about having that like under it's, your belt. As a, it's almost like cheating but not but it's yeah. almost like it because you're playing these teams that are just so you know advanced in terms of coaching and playing and just everything and it's really good for these guys as as it is for michigan state too i i think that was an important thing about the hiring of dan cold that he had experience in the national program to possibly start recruiting some of these guys that michigan has gotten in the last 10 years guys going out to penn state you got guys going to notre dame hopefully to keep some of these guys in the state when they come and visit in plymouth for that year year and a half so I, I do think that's a big point for the Spartans, and I think that's maybe more important than the result on Friday. But, Hattie, you think they're going to lose on Friday, right? I do. Okay. I think no, I have no idea. I think, I think this... they won 2-1 to one last year. I could be wrong, but. Uh, I think if the I think if State's going to win, they're going to have to, like, they're, they're going to have to be, like, the better team with the better chemistry because they're not more individually talented guy to guy. Definitely, yeah. Good, but, point. If you, if good you, point. If you mesh together as a team, then, yeah. yeah because these guys haven't, like, played – there's a lot of new faces out there. Yes. But the Nets regular season game, is this considered a regular season game? It can't be. What, on Friday? Yeah. No, no. it's exhibition. That's what I thought. Nets regular season game. Spartans take on the College of Colorado, and that's Friday. Where is that? I was trying I uh, should have done more. It's Colorado Springs, Colorado. That's it's pretty at, sick. It's at Colorado, yeah. Colorado Springs. By the way, that team plays a gauntlet schedule. Who, Colorado? Yes. College of Colorado. Really uh, Minnesota, and then they uh, they play Michigan, Michigan State, St. Cloud State, Minnesota Duluth, Ooh. Denver. All those Minnesota teams are so good, uh-huh. except Minnesota, Omaha. Like <laughs> yeah, it's so funny, true. yeah. Like all of them are unbelievable. And yeah. those East Coast teams. I mean, the East Coast has kind of struggled a little bit, like in terms yeah. of Boston College and Boston U. Past yeah. couple years, they'll but... figure it out though. They have so much talent on all those rosters. Like BC, like BU gets. I think they have like a top ten pick every year. So I mean. Well, th- those teams will always figure it out, but Northern College Michigan Colorado. plays them. Yeah. Uh, BU? B- BU on Friday, yeah. Ooh, Ooh. Interesting. So, if you're a college hockey fan. Yeah, tune into that yeah, game. Yeah, definitely. If that one's televised. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Probably not, but uh, yeah, College of Colorado. Colorado Sprints sounds pretty nice. But yeah, uh, That wouldn't be a bad place to go to school, huh? Yeah, I know, right? Go skiing when it gets cold. Man. What's in Colorado Sprints? There's something else there. Is the Olympic community there? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. Good thought, man. Steel trap of a brain right there. And that, right awesome. there, we're going to end the show on my <laughs> success right there. Yeah, you wish. No, yeah, no, kidding. yeah, we definitely are because that's the best I've sounded this whole episode. <laughs> we're getting back into the swing of things here. Thanks for listening to Behind the Mats for Ryan Collins, John Supan, Kyle Hattie. Follow Impact's website for continued coverage of the hockey season throughout the year. Hopefully, we're going to be able to do a lot more than we did last year, more video content. Maybe more interviews like we have today. The people want content. Yes. Give it to them. We're going to churn out more content this year, hopefully. And uh, thanks for listening.